Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. And I feel like it's been a long time since we've recorded. Uh, we had a little backlog going, but how have you been, Bren? It's been a minute. It's It's been a while. I, I mean, I was going to say I'm burning alive because it's been over 100 for the last like four days, but that ain't new. I'm, I've said it probably the last four shows, so we won't have to get into that. Uh, game-wise, though, pretty good, surprisingly. Shit's, yeah. shit's popping off, so I've been enjoying myself. It's beneficial for us to take like a week off of recording and just get some actual <laughs> have, gaming in. Have something to talk about for yeah, fucking once. For sure. And that's the thing. I feel like we missed a few topical things going on here, like maybe a little late to <laughs> Fall Guys shit. What, but I when mean, have we ever been topical? I don't know. Last time we were talking about Fall Guys, uh, we were saying there was like 100 people per match. No, it's more like 60. But regardless, yeah. it's a hugely popular game, and I've been playing a shitload. Been streaming a lot. Hopefully you guys have been ch- catching our streams. But uh, yeah, let's kind of dive into what's been going on lately do you do we want to go around table with what games we've been playing or i actually have some news though quick if we want to go into that though too maybe i'll save that for after the gamings though it's yeah we have no structure here it's a tease absolute chaos yeah uh yeah sure um for me i've been playing um i realized what was the last thing i talked about beat super hot mind control delete yes i forget how long ago i've talked about that but i beat that um and I think I went on my spiel about it. Like it's fun, but it gets redundant real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the levels there's like twelve levels, and like you just you die and do a new level all the time. So it's like there's no real story. It feels like it feels like it's just a, a fun horde mode where it's got different abilities and like add-ons and stuff. So you can like change the way you fight this way. Like one is you speed rush up to a guy and then like uppercut him and punch him real quick. One is you take over the body. Uh, one is you can throw a katana and then bring it back to you. So there are different add-ons. But beyond that, the runs get really samey, really fast, with no real, like, story progression. Yeah. Or at least no, like, the story progression is in those levels, so it's like, you're still in the same setting every time, and it's like, I don't know. I like the first one better, but it's still yeah. a solid game. It's still super hot. Like, it, if you're looking to buy super hot again and scratch that itch, it'll do that for you. Yeah, definitely not bad if you get it for free, too. <laughs> that, too. Yeah, if it just, you know, is in your library one day and don't realize it. For sure. What else? A lot of Risk of Rain 2. Playing a lot of that. That's Yeah. You're streaming it too? Yeah, streaming it. Um, I'm realizing even with my like better computer now, it's I mean, it might be the heat in general, but with streaming Risk of Rain, which is definitely like uh, a stress tester game with all the particle physics and enemies that spawn in all at the same time, it just becomes a clusterfuck. Like even my newer computer gets pretty hot playing yeah. that. Like I can't play it like a good two hours before bed because I will be sweating to death and like I can't sleep. Um, but playing that, I got, uh, I beat it. What was it last night? I finally beat it. So, as far as I can tell with this uh, game, you just go to different stages and there's horde mode where just enemies keep spawning and you try and collect as much stuff as you can to get to the next stage because the difficulty scales the whole time. It keeps going up with the timer. And, um, the difficulty ramps up from like easy, medium, hard, very hard, insane, impossible. I can see you. I can hear you. I'm coming for you. And then the hardest difficulty what? is just laughing. It's just ha 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 ha. Like oh that's my the hardest God. difficulty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, some people like to burn through levels real fast. Like find the teleporter, activate it, get to the next stage before. Uh, that way you can get to the like final boss before it gets to the insane difficulty, like the crazy high ones. Yeah. I've. I've just come to accept, like, fuck that. You're going to get to that difficulty no matter what. Um, and the faster you go through the level, the less loot you'll have for the final boss. Oh, sure. So it's the it's the balance between get to the final boss before he's, you know, impossible and have no loot or get geared up all the way. But you're going to have to fight him at the hardest difficulty. Oof. Wow. I've just accepted, like, it's not, in my opinion, it's not worth rushing through. You'll hit that hardest difficulty no matter what. Probably by like the third or fourth stage. Or no, fourth or fifth stage. At least I always seem to. Um, so I just take my time and I just try and get the best loot I possibly can. Right. And um, I finally beat it. And some of them, Damn. you have to activate a certain teleporter to get to the final boss now. That's in the 1.0 release. The you know, king on the moon. Um, but there seems like to be other ways to skip that. And you can just keep going forever, it seems. And even though the difficulty uh, slider stops, like it, it hits, you know, an endpoint and just kind of stays there, it still ramps up in difficulty, like, because it just becomes a numbers game at that point. 
Right. We're like, oh, that enemy did 75 damage. If you keep going to the next level, he'll do you know 150 damage. Go to the next level. He does 200. Like, it just doubles all the damage and, like, health and stuff. So it just, it'll ramp up indefinitely. Same old uh, abilities you get. You can stack um, attack speed bonus items, and you can just launch, like, at lightning speed your attacks. Just, like, like, super fast. Because everything just scales so drastically. And, like, that's the whole point of the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was finally able to beat the king on the moon, which I got to a few times, and I've gotten to his final fil- uh, final phase a few times, and it's just, because it's at that high level of difficulty, it's basically one-hit kill for most characters. So, like, I'll get him to his final stage, I'll almost beat him, and then, like, a stray energy shot will hit me, and I'm just dead instantly. Oh. And it's just, like, so punishing and brutal. Yeah, deflating. Uh, yeah. Is this game multiplayer? Like, are you playing yes. with friends? So, um, back when it was an early access, you would just sync up with a lobby and go with people. Uh, up to four players can play in a map. Okay. And the difficulty scales with the players. And the bitch of it is, at least in early access, the connection was super unstable. And at least where I was playing, when I played late at night, I'd get like a lot of people in Asia servers. And the ping lag was so brutal. Like, oh, sure. It made it some matches real impossible. And um, a lot of the times people would either set it to the hardest difficulty on purpose because they want the best loot and then die instantly. And then they would leave the match. But then the rest of the game is still scaled up for that many players. So it's like, <laughs> cool, fuck me. Like, you know, way to screw me over. Yeah. Um, but now with the 1.0 release, they have different ways. Like, you can spectate people. You can form your own lobbies. You can set lobbies with certain rules. There's a lot more customized custom ability with the multiplayer in this. Yeah. To the point where it's confusing. Like, oh, I don't, no. <laughs> I'm not... It's not as easy as just forming in a random quick play lobby and going. Like, that yeah. was simple, and I knew how to do that. Now, it's like, I don't... Like, uh, I played with Chiz, actually. Uh, I was streaming one night, and he saw it, and he was like, Hey, I got it. You want? Uh, can I hop in? Like, he's been playing for a few hours. I got, like, 60 hours in it. Um, I was like, yeah, sure. So, like, it, it took us a minute, but I did get a lobby with him going, and we were playing for a bit. And It's, it's, re- it's a true roguelike. Of you play, you learn, you die, you start over. Because there's yeah. a lot of nuance. There's a lot of, like, all the abilities, all the enemies. There's secrets in almost every level. There's, you know, secret ways to unlock different characters. And so I was teaching him a lot of stuff as I was playing because I've, I've played it so much at this point. Nice. And, um, yeah, it is. It, I recommend it with more people be, just because of any game. More people means more meat shields. There's, there's more <laughs> people to take the bullets for you. Because, um, like I said, some of the enemies will just one-shot you at certain levels. And... If there's only one player, it's really easy to get one shot it. But if there's you know four players, you can you know, disrupt the fire a bit. Yeah, twenty five percent chance. Yeah, exactly. So um, the bitch of it is the real struggle of Risk of Rain multiplayer is all the loot you get, all the items you find are free to grab. So if someone's opening a chest, Ugh. it costs money, and money you get by killing enemies. So I open up a chest, and it costs me all my money. And if Chiz just run bys and steals it at the last second. I'm out of an item. Oh my god. And he got one for free. So playing with randos can get really frustrating. Shitty. Oh yeah. So uh, from what I, like if you can coordinate with people and play on mics, it's a lot better. It's a lot easier to coordinate, especially if it's like, oh, there's a big enemy here. Help me out. Or there's a secret here. I need two people for. Um, But randos, it's just like you spawn in and you just scatter. Everyone scatters. Like you're on your own. Don't work together because someone's going to steal someone else's item. And then at the end of the teleporter with the big boss, you have to fight to get to the next stage. That's when everyone works together. But when everyone's together like that, four items will spawn out from the boss. And yes, yeah, sometimes someone runs around and gets all four of them. And it's like, oh, shit, asshole. that sucks ass. Yeah, it's it's real bad sometimes. So you got to be careful with the random players. That but makes sense. It's really fun. I'm seeing a ton of people streaming it on Twitch and stuff. And yeah, I've been playing it on Twitch. Um, and I finally got the last unlockable character who you have to beat the king to get and uh yeah i won't spoil it but like he's cool uh but there's like a bonus area where it's like a secret side world and um and it's not a spoiler there's no real story to it yeah the secret character the security character you want you unlock is called the captain and uh two of his abilities is he summons down like laser fire from his spaceship up in orbit and his uh big abilities he summons down two support items like two support beams um, that'll create like a healing area and a stunning area. Damn. But bo- both of, they're both good, but both of those come from the ship up in orbit. 
there are certain secret areas that send you to a different void dimension, and you can't use those because the ship isn't up in orbit. Oh, damn. So it's like a super hard area, secret area, and that character's useless in it, and it's brutal as shit. Damn, that is. So I found that out the hard way the other day, and it's like, oh, God, this is rough. Like, some stuff you really can't do solo, and some, like, I've mostly been playing solo because I... I hate sharing with other people, and I like going at my own pace. <laughs> Fair um, enough. At least it gives you the option. Yeah, yeah. It's still very play. It's very much playable single player, but you, like you can rush through and just speed through all the levels with multiplayer and get to the end boss before it's too hard. Single player, you kind of need all of the loot you can possibly get. So, like, you're, you're going to be doing the hardest difficulty solo. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm but, interested in getting that myself. I would love to maybe jump in a real match fun. with you for the R stream or something. Cause, yeah, get Chiz on board too. Yeah, I mean, the more the merrier. If I can get more people playing this, I'm happy to keep going. Because, yeah, I've beaten it with one character, but there's with the O1 patch, there's um, abilities for every character that you unlock with certain you know achievements. So there's still plenty for stuff for me to do. And yeah, I, I know so much about this game at this point. I need to share this knowledge with somebody. <laughs> it's too much. Nice. Um, Very cool. What else is going on? Oh, uh, coincidentally, two games I was looking forward to came out at the exact same day. Uh, so Rogue Legacy 2 came out in early access uh, earlier this week. Oh, shit. And that's the side-scrolling castle platformer Metrovania roguelike. Oh, I was thinking Rogue Galaxy. God damn it. No, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Rogue Legacy, the whole catch with this one is um, every time you die, your heir goes on and takes over the next run for you. So essentially your kid, like, is your next life. There's really no reason for it. It's just like a little tongue-in-cheek story mechanic, but it's just like, yeah, you just die and you respawn as a random character now. Like, it's, it'd be cool if they carried over traits from their parent, but they're just so random and disconnected, it, it doesn't matter. So it's it's a weird thing that's like, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, the, the caveat is most of the characters have weird physical traits to them. So some of them are colorblind. So when you pick that character, you get a little bonus for gold because it's going to be harder to play that mode. Mm-hmm. And it's all black and white. It's not actual color blindness. It's literally, you see black and white. Okay. Um, one of them is vertigo. The character can have vertigo. That means you play that whole level upside down. Oh, um, damn. One is you have just uh, IBM, which is irritable bowel, or IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Yes. So every, every now and then, then the character just farts. So that doesn't affect gameplay. So you don't get you don't get a bonus uh, gold for that. That um, one's too real. <laughs> that one's a little too real. Uh, one is like Puritan, so the character's a Puritan, and everything's lewd, so all the enemies are pixelated. So nice. you can't you can't tell what enemies you're fighting, so you get a bonus. And depending on how hard the condition is they have, the more gold you get, like the more bigger bonus you get. Okay. Um so you can get like a pacifist. So if that character's a pacifist, they can't kill any enemies. So a roguelike is really fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, one of them is one hit kill. If you get any damage, you die instantly. And that's like a 250% bonus to gold because you'll die instantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's fun. Um, it's just a regular roguelike side scroll or, you know, Castlevania, you're jumping on platforms, you're fighting stuff. Um, you die, you start over again. You get different abilities with each uh, character. Um, you, you unlock, you get gold, you buy stuff at the base. And then when you go back to do another run, your gold's at zero. So you want to spend all the gold you have after after every run because it'll drop down to zero afterwards. Okay. Um, I like the first one. I really like the first one. It was fun, and it, you know it definitely had its problems, but it was definitely a fun side scroller, and you know they put a lot of work into it. Two is an early access, and it shows. Um, there's some abilities that just have typos or like you know the fireball ability, and then in the description for what the fireball ability is, it says fireball ability missing, and it's like. Okay, that's clearly not supposed to be what it says. Um, so I've only played it a few times this week uh, since it came out, but I've already submitted like quite a few bug reports. Um, one of the worst is I just fell in a pit, and it was supposed to be like a trap. Like you were supposed to bounce out of the pit using the enemies, but I killed the enemies going down, so I couldn't get out. Damn. And there was just, there was just no way to get out, and there was no like instant kill button where I killed myself and started over. Like I had to back out to the main menu and then come back in Ugh. and stuff. So I'm like. That's that's a game breaking bug yeah, there, buddy. Yeah, so for that sure. one you gotta fix. Um but one thing I noticed, but besides the early access stuff, I would say one of my biggest complaints is 
you're supposed to go in, get gold, die, and then buff yourself so it gets easier the more you play. So you get, like, armor and you get more health so you can survive better. But the amount of damage shit does, especially traps, which are all over the place, is just so high, you can maybe get through two or three rooms on maybe your first, uh, 20 runs before you can actually get enough gold to upgrade anything to make real progress. Damn. Because they just take out, like, you know, they two hit you on, like, spike traps early on, and it's like, I can't move anywhere. Because, <laughs> like, some you, some rooms you go into and there's puzzles or there's enemies that you got to figure it out. Some of them will just drop you into a pit of spikes, and if you react quick enough, you can avoid it. But if you don't react quick enough, you just fall into a pit of spikes and die. And when stuff like that can just cold cock you out of nowhere so fast, and you have so little health, you can't, re- like, it's hard to make any real progress early on. So if I had any real advice for that, I'd say, like, maybe early on, like, you know, buff some of those, or or rather uh, nerf some of those traps, because it does so much damage that I can, you know, I've, I've, as far as I can tell, I've gotten as far as I can in early access. I've beaten the first domain, Mm -hmm. and I've, I've gotten to the boss, but I've beaten the boss yet. But, like, once I left that area, they're like, oops, this is as far as we've gotten with early access. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think I kind of beat the game already at this point until they update it further. Um, but it like the first like two or three hours of me playing was really just grinding because I could barely get out of any of the rooms. So I think they just have to work on scaling of the damage because I understand the concept of like get gold, add more armor, get further. But if you can't get anywhere, if you can't get past the first room, you can't get any gold and it won't get any easier. So it's just a real uphill battle. Yeah. Damn. But you can tell how much love they put in. Like, just a door opening animation. is like, I like I was taking it back. I was like, ooh, that's a, pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty animation. For sure. So, like, they're definitely putting work into it. And it is, it literally just came in early access. So, like, uh, you know, they're not very far. Well, they're far into the development of it. But, like, this game's not done by any sure. stretch of the imagination. But it's just, like... It, it, there's some other early access games I've played, like Hades, where it's like, oh, hey, this game might as well be done. And then Rogue Legacy 2 is like, oh, no, this <laughs> this still needs probably like another yeah. year of development. Like, this, this is a fresh game. Let this one cook a little longer. Yeah. Um, the other game I've been playing that also came out the same day as uh, Rogue Legacy 2 was one I've been waiting for a long time, which was Spiritfarer. Oh, yeah, I do recall this name, and I did see, I think I hopped in a stream of beers right before bed, and man, this game looks gorgeous. Yeah, so I played the demo of it a while back, and I've been just frothing at the mouth for it ever since. Because goddamn it, this is this is everything I want in like a game. Like this just hits me on uh, such a specific desired level. Um, and um, so, for anyone who doesn't know, the game Spiritfarer is you're ferrying spirits across. The game starts off, and it's Chiron, the you know, uh, Riverman of the Sticks, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm retiring. You're the new Chiron. Good luck." And like. There's more to it, but that's basically it. He's done, and you're now the new uh, ferryman for the uh, River of Sticks. Um, so you're taking people when they die. You're c- carrying over their ri- or their spirit into the afterlife, so they can pass on peacefully. You're carrying on that wayward son. No, exactly. <laughs> and um, I assumed a lot of people knew about this game. I was very excited for it. It's been you know it showcases stuff for years. Um, so for when I was streaming it, the notification I sent out was like, "Learning how to cope with death. Come join me." And um, we, I had uh, one or two people swing by the stream being like, who died? What's happening? Are you okay? And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. God damn it, Brent. Uh, we're, if, we're, <laughs> we're trying to grow our audience on Twitch. We're going to get to that eventually. If, if you didn't know what this game was about, I can see how that's confusing. <laughs> For sure. That's what I mean. People put, like, giveaway in the tags to, like, draw people to it. If someone yeah. just sees, like, my grandmother died, I'm sure someone, like, hops in just to, like, give their condolences. I didn't say someone died. I'm saying, like, I'm learning how to cope with death, and that's what the game's about. Um, but, yeah, so the game is by Thunder Lotus. Uh, who did Sundered, Sundered and uh, Jotun, which are amazing games. And this is their next one. And yeah, it's already out. It's on PC, Switch already. Like, they announced it with the Switch the day it came out. Um, and yeah, it's a beautiful, like, style and animation is just beautiful. Music's great. Um, you, It's a management boat building. Like, you're building on your boat. And you uh, build, like, you know, a different improvements to get it bigger and wider. And you build... You know, little houses for the spirits you fare on there. You build a guard, a various gardens to grow food that then sell. You can then cook food to give to the spirits. There's a dedicated hug button so you can hug all the. Sp- like it's oh, a very, yeah. it's a very emotional game. If you're like, 
a jaded Call of Duty asshole looking for pro strat headshots. This ain't your game. Yeah. This is this is a good cathartic cry in a video game form. When all I heard about it when you were just describing it as like a boat building game, I'm like, is this for Basta? Do you think you would enjoy that? <laughs> no, absolutely not. This game has emotions. <laughs> Basta does not. That's so that's kind of the conclusion this. I drew too. Um, yeah, so like when you go around the world and you go to different like ports and cities and stuff and different islands, and it's just people in like cloaks, like big hoods and stuff walking around like talking, and they're the living folks. And then every now and then you see someone with a silhouette and you're like, oh, that's, you know, that's a character that's going to join my ship. And when they get on the ship, they take off their cloak. And then so far as I can tell, they're all various fantas- like fantas- uh, fantasy stylized animals. Okay. Um, so the first one you get is like a deer with like big antlers that have like some petals in them. And she's smoking like the long Cruella de Vil cigarette all the time. She's Gwen. It turns out she's like an old friend of yours. And she talks to you like, oh, remember when you yelled at my dad because he was bullying me and all this stuff. And like. Um, later you get a frog, Atel, Atul, who's wonderful. It turns out he's your uncle. Like, he takes the hood off and he's like, hey, niece. Um, so you find out, like, a lot of these characters have personal relationships with the main character, Stella. Um, but as you get more characters, they're, you know, they're strangers. But the first few have personal connections to you to help tie it together. Okay. And, yeah, just, like, it's very much a game you want to be invested in. And you have to be willing to be invested like, if you're cross your arms and you're like, in, 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 entertain me, impress me, video game, show me what you got. You don't, you don't, you clearly don't want to connect with a game. Yeah. You clearly want to spend money and you want to be entertained by, you know, your sense of entitlement. Yeah. But it makes yeah. me think of my playthrough of Code Vein. I'm just like smashing through the dialogue. I'm like, don't care, don't, don't care, care. Blah, blah, want to fight blah, blah. the next monster and then beat him. Like, literally. Yeah. And then by the end of the game, I was like, wait, the story is sort of almost becoming good i should have paid attention I don't know. <laughs> there's definitely game yeah there's definitely games like monster hunter where it's like i'm playing this for the gameplay I, there is no story i don't give about the shit about the monster Hunter story. Right. that's why they're making a movie about it and it's fucking insane because there is, is no story this like the gameplay is fine but it's just management uh and boat and like you know resource management and stuff um there's a little fishing one but it's like uh animal crossing level fishing or you just throw the fishing rod in, you pull it out, and that's that's about it. Hey, it's got um, brownie points with me. There you go. So there's no like hardcore intense gameplay that's gonna hook you in. Like it's it's addictive, it's satisfying building your boat and rearrange. Um good thing is you can rearrange it constantly. It's not like you put in a uh, a house on the boat and it's locked in there forever. Um so you rearrange it with upgrades. Okay. Um but yeah, like you're playing this to be emotionally invested in the story. That's what sells you on this game. Um, but it's, it's very beautiful. It's very sweet. Um, uh, Gwen, who, like I said, is your dear, uh, dear friend, haha, <laughs> wink. Um, you take her to like her old, her parents' old house and she talks to you of like, oh God, I haven't been back here since I left. I wanted to leave on my terms. And just like a brief interaction on that island. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, we're going to cry. We're yeah. going to cry, boys. So. I expect a lot of people streaming this game because it's got a lot of following to it and it's very popular. And I expect a lot of people crying on stream because it's like already it's uh, talking to Atul, who's your like big uncle frog, just talking to him. He's like, oh, man, this, you know, this uh, apple pie you baked me is really good. It's great. Oh, it reminds me of my wife. Oh, God, I remember just like sitting on the couch watching TV with my kids and just wasting hours then. Oh, I miss my kids. And it's just like, oh, uh-oh, yeah, uh-oh, I got uh, a sad Uncle Frog here. I'm sad now because it's like you forget, like you get so swept up in it that you forget like, oh, yeah, all these people are dying or like you're passing them on to the like afterlife. So it's right. all of them. It's all of them coming to terms with like the regrets, the happiness they've had, like the stuff they wish they could, you know, reconcile with people. And it's just like, oh, no, God, <laughs> it's like, that sounds emo as fuck. It's like hospice care. The video game It's like, uh-oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Sad Uncle Frog too is a great band name for <laughs> Sad Uncle Frog. Uh, yeah, one of them is like a a snake. She's like a snake. She's not like an anthropomorphic or a humanized snake where she's got like legs and arms. She's literally just a snake. So her like arms is her tail wrapped around like in a loop so she can hold stuff. Um, nice. But but uh, she's vegan. Turns out she was like an agricultural uh, major in college, and she worked really hard and got great grades and got hired by this company and raised a bunch of crops for that company. But to do so, she had to use a lot of chemicals and like pretty much polluted that land after that harvest. But all the harvest was good, so she did well. She had the horrible remorse, and she's being chased by this like metaphorical and literal dragon. 
in this game. This is all very early in the game. I'm, I'm wow. still very early. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. But it's just like you. she's talking to you and it's just like, God, you can just hear. Like, there's not really voice acting. They all have like uh, emotes, kind of like they'll make like noises, but there's not di- there's not uh, recorded dialogue. Okay. Um, but that like really helps and gives you a sense of like what their voice is so you can read the dialogue in their voice. And it's just like, God, I've known you for five minutes and your life sounds like it's full of regret. But then she teaches you a song that you can play guitar to make the plants grow faster that you're harvesting. That's so it's like So it's like, oh, God, you had a rough, like, you know, 20s and 40s, and then you turn shit around at the end, but you still feel regret that it's too late. It's like, oh, boy. Well, and plus, I'm not even sure if this is the case or not, but since you're managing the river sticks, does this imply all of these people are going to hell? <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's it's. You took it over for Chiron, but it's not necessarily the River Styx. Okay. It's, it's not specifically Greek. Um, it seems like it's the whole world. Because um, an area I just went to recently is very Japanese-esque. Okay. Um, yeah, so it seems like it, that's what just this world is. Chiron is just the River Man for the whole world. Gotcha. And, yeah. Uh, but even in Greek mythology, uh, Hades wasn't hell. There was Elysium, there was Tartarus, and stuff. So there's different elements. Hades was just the afterworld. There's good and bad within the afterworld, and depending on, you know, they get judged within it. Uh, but yeah, you're just spiriting them off into the afterlife. So it's just like, they've lived their life, they're, do- they're done now, and they're passing on, you know. It's, I can't, it's hard to tell because they're all animals. You don't really have a real age. The snake is clearly very old from the way she talks. Um, your Uncle Frog, maybe older. Maybe like you know, maybe not super old, but maybe like sixties. It's not clear. Gwen, uh, Stella seems like a kid, like the character you're playing as. Okay. She she either seems teenager or maybe even younger than that. It's hard to gauge because everyone's bigger than her because they're all animals. Um, but Gwen is your friend, and it's so hard to tell them. Like, Gwen, did you die at like an old ripe old age and have a full life, or is this going to be sad and you died at like eighteen or something? Like, what happened to you? And like that's what the game is. It's figuring out everyone's story. So it's like. I kind of like that the fact that they're all customizing or not customized, but characterized in such a way that you can't clearly identify who or what they are, especially with their age. So you really are relying on their text and dialogue to tell you their story. Right. So it's, it's like, I'm really loving it, but it's, it's going to be emotionally heart wrenching. Yeah, it sounds it. And it, it sounds like it's for a specific audience. So, and I'm, it sounds like a game right up your alley. So I'm glad you finally get to play it. It's uh, amazing art style bunch of crazy animal folk which i'm always on board for about death you play as chiron who is always a, a big fictional character i'm always uh, very fascinated with to the point where he's chiron is in spirit fair rogue legacy 2 and hades which are all yeah right. very frequent games of like so i'm like it's a sign <laughs> <laughs> so it this like everything about this game is like on board for me it's like super chill there's no pressure like you can cook stuff but as far as I can tell, it never burns. So, like, I'll put stuff in the oven, and then I'll go to sleep, and I wake up the next day six hours later. It's like, here it is, perfectly fine. It's like, oh, thank you. Like, there's no stress. There's just emotional distress. Yeah. So, it, even if it's not doesn't seem like your type of gameplay, I'd recommend at least, like, finding a streamer you like and watching when they eventually play it, because I'm sure everyone's playing it. Yeah, if you want a good cry. Yeah, it's going to be very cathartic. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Fair enough. Um, I feel like I have like the ending or like the closing to a very long chapter in ABTS coming up in this story here. And I finally giving up on kingdom hearts. No, I should have had Mark or Bast on for this one because they were the ones giving me the most shit. In fact, I think it was mainly Mark. I forget. It's been (laughs) years at this point, but I remember listeners know I've went full console in recent years because I'm like, I had a gaming PC that was from like 2012 and mm-hmm. I think I got Dark Souls 3 for it on Steam and it couldn't run and I was like all right that's it I'm buying a PS4 and buying Dark Souls 3 for that did that and I've been PS4 ever since and yeah. Switch but so I was like let me just uh fire up the good old gaming PC because uh <laughs> as you were saying uh what was it the game that was str- you were struggling to stream and uh play at the same time because it gets really hot I oh, this yeah. this thing is very old like the specs at the time were really good but it it can still play some of these games like so that's the thing long story short I wanted to set up a two PC uh streaming setup and I'm like I have this old gaming PC let's see if I can figure it out with the HD60s uh my capture card 
the Elgato for those unfamiliar. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you fucking pompous piece. No, no, I don't know. It's <laughs> just it's, the way you said that. I was like, um, it, it's this technical name, but uh, for anyone, you plebeians, it's no, the Elgato. <laughs> it's seriously because it's it's just a very uh, essential piece of equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing, though. I remember as I'm firing up the gaming PC. I think I needed to install Game Capture, a software for it, and it was like, oh, uh, you're s- this type of processor, it's not acceptable. It needs to be 64-bit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it is 64-bit. And I'm like, uh, oh, but I, I ended up, I fucking installed a 32-bit installation yeah. of Win- Windows on this thing, <laughs> and they were like, are you kidding me, Doug? So what <laughs> ended up Mark. happening was I spent like a whole Friday, like a week ago, uh, uh, getting it uh, a new fresh installation of Windows on a uh, a flash drive, then uh b- had to go into the BIOS of my fucking computer to go to boot from that. Figure out uh once you get through like the steps, there's like one area where it's like you have to uncheck a tech box to be like don't use the recommended settings and install the 64 bit one, which is what this PC is meant for. And I'm back up and running with a 64 bit uh installation of Windows Windows 4 and everything. And oh my god, or Windows 4? What am I saying? Windows 10. <laughs> And uh, yeah, OG Windows. I'm losing my mind. It was so <laughs> it was bullshit uh, to go through this whole process, but it feels good. It's a fresh install, so everything's clean. I got Steam on there, and I did after a million uh, bits of trial and error figure out the dual PC stream setup. I'm using my laptop as the streaming PC and the gaming oh. PC as the gaming PC because like my laptop yeah. is fairly recently new and has a really good processor and is just like fast as fuck. So I'm like I. I'm optimistic that I will be able to have a solid stream of some like more intense games. Cause I was, I think it was Orion the blind forest. I downloaded on my laptop. I'm like, let's put this thing to the test. And I'm playing that game and streaming all on the laptop. And it Ooh. just like completely like lit on yeah. fire and the stream just ended. So I was yeah. like, okay, how can I get around this? And I went to the trouble of setting this up. And there's so many videos of people being like, I'm going to help you. And nobody, <laughs> there's so many different setups. Uh, there's mm-hmm. lots of variables and there's still a lot of things you can try and then find up, find out you're still struggling. The yeah. main thing with it is the audio, surprisingly. And here's the thing, this gaming mm-hmm. PC I got in fucking 2012, I didn't like, I, I guess I did have the option to customize it. Cause I was one of those, like, I don't know, I buy power, PC websites or whatever where you like yeah. just tell what you want and they deliver it to you. Pre-built, um yeah. I wish I would have had the foresight to say on my graphics card to like give me two HDMI outputs because it gave me a DVI, uh a display port, and an HDMI. So I had like three options of all different types. Mm-hmm. And what I ended up having having to do was uh you have an HDMI going to the gaming PC or no to the Elgato, the Elgato to the gaming PC. And it's it's just confusing because at the at, at the end of the day you need two HDMI's from your graphics card and I didn't have that I had the Display Port so I'm like oh lo and behold I'll just run to like a uh, Best Buy or whatever and get a Display Port to HDMI converter. What you don't <sighs> understand about that is HDMI sends video and audio whereas DisplayPort will only handle the video so even when mm-hmm. I'm fucking tr- uh, using a converter to do that it's converting just the video because it's a fucking DisplayPort so I'm like <laughs> oh my god am I really gonna be boned after all this trial and error that I at the end of the day I just need two fucking HDMI ports I have this very expensive uh usb hub at, that i bought I don't know maybe like a year ago that I ended up just needing but then I used it on my laptop to watch like something on the on our big t- TV in the living room and I remember we were watching The Lion King it was like a bootleg so it was already crappy <laughs> but uh it was like really lagging bad so I'm like this thing's a piece of junk it's not even working long story short that thing also is an external graphics processor in a way that it has two external HDMI ports on it so I'm oh. like okay I went and grabbed that thing plugged that th- and that is a USB-C, which my gaming PC doesn't have any ports for. So I had to use this converter from a fucking headset I bought recently to get <laughs> USB-C to USB th- uh, 2.0. Uh, 
And I literally did so much to make this work and it, it does now. And it's so satisfying to have, to be able to have a, a high quality game running and then my stream, like just handle it. No problem on the laptop. Uh, and then, yeah, then having to figure out how to get microphones all set up. It's honestly insane. And I feel like the people that have it all streamlined and are like real, like mega streamers, like getting to that level man there's a lot to overcome there's like this video uh or this one youtube guy the stream doctor i recommend checking out his channel because he was very knowledgeable and i'm pretty sure one of his videos helped me get over a hurdle but Mm -hmm. it's it was insane and very rewarding to finally get that going so at long story short i've been streaming a shitload now that i have my new setup and i set it up in the basement so like i have this a nice couch set up with like my drums and my guitar nearby so at some point i'll be doing some music streams hopefully but uh I've been streaming Skyrim a little bit, Portal Ugh. 2. I no, Ugh. believe me, Port- Skyrim was just to get to the character creation because I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, this, let's see what we can do. And I was with yeah. Chiz and we did like a Ninja Turtles, Donatello, Argonian. Uh, yeah, it was pretty gross. But then uh, Portal 2, that game's just fun and I haven't played it in a while. So I'm like, let's uh, do that a little bit. And mm. then mainly though, Fall Guys, which we've been beating around the bush with that. That's like the most popular game, like, in recent years it's huge right now i know we were talking shit not talking shit but saying like we have the foresight that this isn't gonna last forever but uh it is very hot right now and i'm playing a shitload and i still cannot get a crown i mean you'll get crowns as you level up throughout the season but it's not like you want it yeah Yeah, and oh man i i get so close brent i've been in like and that's what i mean i'm leveling up fast as fuck getting all this rare shit because i'm making it very far in the the farther you make it in a match or a show they call it uh mm-hmm. the more xp you'll get obviously so like i'm crushing it in the xp game because i'm making it very far every time like top 10 top 10 top 10 just never finishing clutch and it's very uh fun but also infuriating and also just time consuming because it'll be like holy shit that was like three hours and have gone by and i've played this game <laughs> yeah it's very um i guess misleading with how addictive it can get because yes. It's both just like, ah, oh, this is just fun until you can shut my brain off. But then, yeah, if you get into the top 10, then it's scratching that, like, competitive itch of, like, I'm so close. Just a little a little more. The same with, like, roguelikes for me, where I'm just like, god damn it, that was a good run. All right, I can do that again. Just one more, one more. And, you know, yeah, next thing you know, it's 3 a.m. It's just like, oh Exactly. So that's what I mean. I am thoroughly enjoying that game, and I do feel like I have a chance at getting a crown, but I it is reliant on other people fucking up or it being like Hexagon and me having some skill for once. Um, uh, God, the, the more I watch of it, because it is, it is entertaining, and it is the current hotness right now, I still attest that it will, you know, pass, and once it does, most of the audience will too. Oh, um, for sure. But it is currently like the biggest thing right now, especially the social media is blown up with it everywhere. And oh, for sure. Guys, Twitter is like just straight up harassing streamers. Like, yeah, it's great. Oh my god! So they there's this guy. He's a very very popular streamer, Tim the Tat. Tattoo Man, or God, am I saying that Tim right? Tim the Tatman. T- Tim the Tatman. Thank you. Uh, he's Tic Tac Toe Man. He got just i don't know he's very popular everyone's watching him play fall guys he can't get a win and they're thinking like oh you gotta end this spree eventually no it's it was continuing to the point where yeah fall guys themselves were tweeting about how like he will never get a win and stuff and it was just like super trolling but it was like honestly like the smartest pr move ever because it's like getting all the people that watch this guy to be uh like that much more invested in the fall guys twitter and vice versa i feel like it was just like a very smart move on for both parties and uh just the other day he finally got his first crown i saw the replay video and it is very glorious i'm yeah it was definitely on hexagon i feel like that's the only way i'll ever get one because if it's the (laughs) fucking race to the mountain or like end the match with a tail like i just never fucking win I mean, it's definitely a it's definitely a successful PR move, that's for sure. But it's it's one that's been tried and true by a lot of different companies at this point. Um, I've as far as I remember, Wendy's was probably the biggest, most prominent one that did it. Where it was like, it quickly went from a very professional social media account of like, "Hello, welcome. Would you like to try our new Baconator that'll clog your lungs and shut you down dead?" to just being a smarmy kind of smart ass Twitter account where they're replying with you know memes and jokes to people. And that very quickly caught on with other companies and very quickly became like, ah, this is a way to humanize the, you know, giant corporation that's trying to steal your money. Right. 
Um, and games have more levity with it because it's, you know, especially indie games. Um, Fall Guys is published by Digital Evolver, who's been very tongue-in-cheek, very, like, self-aware, uh, self-referential and, you know, a um, lot of satire humor with them. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you just watch any of their E3 conferences in the last three years, you see they turn it into weird, like, exis- not existential, but, like, weird gory presentations that are like a dramatization like horror movie rather than like here's our product buy it like they're they clearly <laughs> just fuck with shit yeah and it's great um but it is it is definitely a marketing tactic now and especially for video games with streamers now which are you know more more popular every day targeting them is an indirect way of targeting their audiences so with a lot of games yeah it's just become harass the streamer and eventually you'll get you know free attention by them replying to you or retweeting you and you know doing this back and forth thing with tim the tat man and fall guys the twitter account and stuff and you know it's it's a clever marketing strategy it's still a marketing strategy nonetheless so it's like it's working for sure but it does make me feel dirty yeah well they just did another one today actually and i didn't even throw this in our show topics but i just saw it going around on twitter it's hashtag the fallen one and i'm like what is this Apparently, the person with the most, like, crown wins was rewarded, like, a one-of-a-kind ultimate, like, uh, costume, and they basically said on Twitter, they're like, log in to find out if you got it, and, like, somebody's like, I have 200 wins, how do I not have it? I'm like, how the fuck do you have 200 wins? And people are sharing, like, (laughs) screenshots, and there's like, yeah, all the crowns that I see, I'm like, this is fucking mind-blowing. So, there's some really talented players out there. In fact, all right, I... I guessed it on Comet House Party's stream, and that was fun. Uh, we, mm-hmm. were, we were with Young Monas, and uh, it was just a real blast. But it reminds me, I was watching kind of funny stream, uh, the guys over there streaming some Fall Guys, and they had a guest, and I'm blanking on his name, I feel real bad, but that guy literally won two times in a row, and he was like, on on board with just being like, oh, I'll let someone else win if you guys want. And they were all like, no, try to go for the five wins in a row because like no one can do that. But it's it's or I'm sure there's people out there that can. But that's just mind blowing to me how like good you would have to be at the game to consistently win multiple time multiple shows in a row. Yeah, I think it was when you're streaming it once I popped in and said, like, I think there's probably a good 30 percent skill, if that, in this game. And right. much more of it's just luck and random chance because you know, it's random chance on, like, if you get one of the levels with the balls that are, yes. you know, dumb and broken and everyone hates. Or and the how grab, your team works with you. Yeah, or the, how the team works, or the tail grab one that everyone hates. It's like, you know, versus the Fall Mountain or the Hex Gods, which people seem to like more. Um, yeah. And then just random chaos of, like, bodies falling on top of you. There's, you know, the door one where you have to run through the doors. And the hard part is at the end when everyone falls, you have to jump to get away from the pile. Because it's not racing to the end that's hard. It's the physics of getting up, which is hard because people fall on top of you and reset your uh, animation. So he has to climb back up yep. again. And so, so it's that dumb shit that's difficult rather than actual skill. For sure. And I just also love the memeiness of it all. Like, since it is so popular, everyone's going crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, for instance, like, speaking of teams, like, it's almost like Yellow Team is cursed and everyone recognizes that throughout the community and they're like, fuck Yellow Team. So like whenever you're playing like Red and Blue, like almost always bad because everyone's just like, fuck Yellow Team. And like to the point where Polygon wrote an article, it was like, please stop bullying Fall Guys yeah, yeah. Yellow Team. But what was even funnier, like moments before they published that article, Fall, Fall Guys tweeted, they're like, yo, Alex, one of the developers just said he would delete Yellow Team if we can get one million retweets out. <laughs> because that's how like i don't know aware of themselves they are amongst their fans that i feel like they got probably a quarter of the way there with like a quarter million retweets or some shit and of course they're not going to delete yellow team but it just shows how much everyone hates it (laughs) they're just leaning into the jokes now i feel like there's some sort of bias against the color yellow because if you're nothing wrong with it that's what i mean no 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 yeah. But, like, if you remember Pokemon Go, there once they introduced the teams, there was, uh, I forget the names, so it was, like, Mystic Spark Oh, you're or something super else. right. But it's yeah. red, blue, and yellow, and everyone immediately jumped on board with, like, Yellow's the dump team. Look at this idiot leader of Yellow team. What a stupid idiot. Like, everyone hates Yellow. And you're like, right. Why? Why did we, like, why was that a thing at all? And this is happening with Fall Guys, and I'm sure it's happened before, but I think, I think there, it, maybe there's so much, maybe not bias against Yellow, but maybe red and blue is such more... Uh, common like opposing colors and so much stuff 
you know, Halo was red versus blue and all that stuff. Like, I think we just see it probably more common and stuff. And yeah. yellow is always the third, like, you know, little idiot brother color, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like there's more to this. And if you dig deep enough, you'll find a trend of people shitting on the third option, which tends to be yellow. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to recall from, like, art classes of, like, what do colors represent? I'm pretty sure yellow is horniness. Well, I mean, depending on who you ask, you'll get a different answer every time, even with the professionals. So it's, you know, color representation, color theory is always crazy. That's a good point. But yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Don't hate on yellow. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, they almost deleted it. We almost, I'm pretty sure I retweeted it. So I'm part of the problem. But uh, (laughs) I do. Just adding to it. Always think I'm cursed when I'm on Team Yellow. But that's the thing. I'm still f- fighting for my first win. I hope it happens on stream. No promises. I'm playing way more off stream because, like, fuck it. Uh, yeah. That's the thing you'll find out with any online game, especially with, like, MMOs. You'll always find out there's someone way more dedicated to a game than you are. Like, when you say, how do people have 200 crowns? Like, you have a job. You have a wife. That's true. You got pets. <laughs> like, you got shit to do. There's people who do literally nothing but play games all the time that's true and it seems like the way these seasons are working for fall guys is like after if you play up to a certain threshold you'll get like the the ultimate goal of the season is like some kind of uh animation you get when you win the crown there's like 40 levels you can get per season i guess and then i'm assuming it'll reset and then each level you get like different uh rare and epic items and stuff and yeah yeah, they they do keep freshening up the store with like different options that you can spend your uh kudos is what the currency is called on so that's what i mean i think they will be able to keep this game very fresh and in the rotation of people's regular games because it is very friendly to like the streaming audience and i think they'll be able to add new uh costumes and maybe even mini games as the seasons go so that that'll keep our interest we'll see though I think adding new games is going to be the clearest way to keep the momentum sustainable. Yeah. Um, But I would also say in offline mode with like local or like just smaller groups, instead of 60 people, you can play with like, you know, 10 of your friends or something. Even the practice. (laughs) Even practice. But like the way Little Big Planet, like I know, uh, you know, some of us played it like back in the day when I came out and just had fun playing on levels together. And it's got a very similar feel to that. But if it's one of those games where you have to play online and like if you don't have the internet or the community's just not there anymore, that game's right. done. It's done. So yeah. I think I think it'll be here for a while. I think it's something gonna be popular for a while, but I think it's not gonna be at this peak level of intri- like of attention it's at right now right. for forever. I think that's gonna die down eventually, but I think there's still gonna be, you know, millions of people playing it all the time. Right. All right. And then the last few things I got for, I've been gaming so much lately. All right. I am still going strong with the speed running of Super Mario 64. And I just got one off one right before we started this podcast. And I was like dying to come to the podcast and be like, I nailed the sub 30. (laughs) But what ended up happening was I got 30. Wait, fuck. What was it? 30 minutes and 54 seconds. So I was, yeah, literally 54 seconds away from Uh, like my goal, but it was still a personal best and it was on stream. So you can catch the, the, the VOD of that. Yeah. Check that out. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier with the Kame House stream, go to their channel and check out the VOD there. That was a lot of fun playing Fall Guys with them. But, uh, oh man, Bren, there's, I was just actually revisiting it before hopping on the call and there's just a few like minuscule fuck ups, but they add up that if I hadn't like done those, I would have definitely mm-hmm. been sub 30. Under 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I can, I know it's feasible. Uh, I, the, reason i was even able to beat my personal best is because i put a lot of practice in earlier today so i feel like if i keep it up i can definitely get under 30 and then i might just move on from uh super mario 64 in general and uh try something else at speed running i have a few candidates they're all insane and they're gonna take forever so i'm just not even sure <laughs> if i want to take them on but like ones that come to mind are like uh shadow of the colossus that would be insane just fucking take me like three hours or something i think i mean there might be more to it than i'm not aware of in the speedrunning community but i feel like the older games are easier to speedrun because they're glitchier and more unstable so i feel like shadow of the colossus is gonna be tough because it's it's a it's very bare bones it's hunt colossuses and maybe a salamander here and there and that's kind of it there's not much else yep um so there's like there's no way to like glitch through the wall and be like oops i killed 14 colossi already like somehow like no not at all so yeah that's gonna be tougher be a total grind and hopefully i can just nail uh stabbing these hairy 
beasts. But uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to take that one on. That will be like a weekend stream, hopefully, or something. But that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's also – I was hinting at streaming news earlier since we are trying to get back into it. So that's the thing. Maybe like a year ago, we had Jules the Human on. I would love to catch up with him. I've been actually stopping by his stream a lot lately. Uh, he's still streaming strong. Uh, but when we had him on, we were like on the path to affiliate – and here we are, like, I don't know, in sure. recent weeks, we're we're trying again, but, like, over that whole year, we did not try very hard at all. But, we were um, less on the path to affiliate and more like we walked by the path to affiliate. Yes. Like, that looks, that feel, looks fun, but I don't uh, know. Yeah. That's a hike. I don't feel like hiking today. That's true. I, I'm wearing but, flip-flops and we went to the pool. But now, all of a sudden, literally within the past few weeks, I got my hiking boots on. I got the backpack. <laughs> I'm, like, ready for the camping. I'm, like, we can do this, Bren. And we are. Like, literally, when I look at our statistics, like, we got viewers. We got everything checked except, like, yeah, the average viewers of three, which is pretty tough. And we're literally, I think, like, 1.9 or 2 at this point. So it's, like, people lurk for us. Do what you got to do. Help us out. Stop by our channel, twitch.tv slash Silence. We're doing the thing a lot more regularly now um playing a whole variety of stuff too so like there's uh some some good stuff to check out but that's the thing that all said uh we're almost there and i've been uh listening to different podcasts to try to help us out there's this one that i would highly recommend but i just found out today that it's actually ending which is uh super sad to hear but uh (laughs) curse I know, but that's the thing. Uh, The show is called Path to Partner, and it's hosted by a guy named Kyle Dempsey and uh, Gnarly Nate himself. He's a cool streamer. And, the man uh, himself that you've never heard of before. That's what I mean. You got to check out Gnarly Nate's stream. It's uh, He does all sorts of stuff, mainly ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, and uh, some first-person shooters and stuff. But I've been hanging out with Nate's uh, chat a lot lately, and... Uh, Found out he's a partner. He's He was giving advice on that podcast on uh, how to become a partner and stuff. And he just the other day started a team of streamers. And it doesn't have to be like large uh, streamers like I was anticipating. But uh, we put in an application, got going there. So we're part of Team Gnarly Nation. That's what I mean. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, but first and foremost, I definitely recommend our listeners check out his stream. It's a real fun stream. He does it like full time. So he's on a lot. So there's always uh, a chance to go check out his stream. And uh, it's it, we're just honored to be part of the team. There's some cool people on the team. I was checking out their streams. This one dude was playing Flight Simulator. Uh, I'm definitely going to get to know these people better and be able to shout them out more often. But uh, it's just cool that we have this opportunity to share a team with other streamers and hopefully share some viewers and uh, get more people to the stream. Because, yeah, we're putting a lot more time and effort into it, and I think it's hopefully going to pay off. I mean, even if it doesn't, we're having a lot of fun with it. I, I mostly see it because I, when I'm done with work, and by the time I'm actually able to get around to streaming, it's like yeah, it's 7 or 8 p.m. for my time, and the rest of the country is pretty much asleep. So I'm fighting against time zones here. Um, I, I mostly just stream if I'm going to be playing a game anyway, and I think like, hey, maybe someone would be interested in watching this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not pushing hard for like the. I need to get sponsorship to pay my rent. I mean, oh, I would, no. I would love money if we can get affiliate, and you guys want to throw some bits our way. Don't get me wrong, I like money. Yeah, but- that's what I mean. That's kind of the goal. I would love to maybe get to that point with it, but it's not even that's. I just want emotes. The- yeah, that's really you read my mind, and that's what I said even when we had Jules on. I want to be able to have emotes so our community can have uh, fun that way, and we'll just yeah grow our community. Well, uh, live stream the podcast like we used Bread to. Breadshoes would day. have to be the re- uh, first emote. Uh oh, God, that's I-, I might have to do one of my cats too. Uh, but that's the thing. Uh. I also was streaming, it came from Space and Ate Our Brains, like one Ooh, of the first games that we used to stream throwback. way back in the day. And that game has come a long way. It has a campaign mode now. I mean, you were probably playing that back in the day, but like, I yeah, think yeah. it was still like early access in at points of like only these levels were available and now there's a shitload. That, that's still like a solid game. It was fun. It just got rough at later levels of like, it's so many, like it's, it's a horde mode for anyone yep. who you know, didn't see it, but it's like. At a certain point, you just get overwhelmed. It's tough. Talk about my computer barely being able to handle shit. Oh, like, yeah, yeah I that. when there was huge amounts of enemies on screen, it was like, okay, I need to get a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was cooking soup on mine. 
Yeah, for sure. But that's what I mean. We're doing the whole streaming thing and it's a lot of fun. So definitely check out the channel there. Uh, even playing guitar and shit. Like I, yeah, I have it all set up with Streamlabs and like the webcam. Uh, so I'm trying to go hard with that whole thing, but I'm going to try to have it stick to a schedule. We'll get to that with plugs, which we're almost at. But one of the other news topics I wanted to throw at our listeners real quick before we end this episode is that Ghost of Tsushima, that, that game we, that everyone's talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, we had a, an episode with Fermin. <laughs> we had <a> on. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the thing. They just introduced uh, a new mode called Legends, and it's co-op multiplayer mode inspired by Japanese mythology, and it's free for the people that already own the game. Ooh. So that's coming this fall. So uh, that sounds amazing. I don't. I, I mean, like, there's definitely companies that recognize this, but I feel like bigger companies don't recognize it because you know, money good. <laughs> but like. A little free content here and there gives a lot of goodwill for your company and team brand for a product. Like, you know, like I said, Super Hot. I just found out I had the sequel one day and I was like, oh shit, that'll get me to buy the third one if they make a third one. Or like, yeah, it's a Tsushima. It's like, here's a free update and there's actual, like, it's not just bug fixes. Here's like actual new content for free. It's like, oh damn. I'm well, in. Yeah. And a game that's just a game you bought with the like knowing in the back of your mind, like this is a single player game for them yeah, to throw yeah. you co-op multiplayer sounds awesome. That yeah, especially that game because I just I, a lot of what I've seen is just like this seems seems really intense and really cool. But yeah, like Dark Souls, it's the biggest MMO there ever is that isn't an MMO. But like I've seen so many people specifically putting down signs and syncing up with all their buddies like four people at a time. And it's like that game was meant to be single player with like weird internet help, but like it's easily more entertaining co-op. Oh, for sure. So yeah, I just I knew I had to throw that one out there. Oh, and while we're on the Fall Guys tangent too, uh people are th- sending them like unsolicited Fall Guys porn like to the Twitter account and they're basically saying like please stop uh we are uh, people are asking us to be unblocked and saying they didn't know it was a problem. It's like, wait, what? Welcome to the internet, baby. There's porn of everything. Yeah, even these little jelly beans. They've yep. only been around for like a month. I love the people saying they didn't know it was a problem. It's like, you sent unsolicited porn to people. What did you think would happen? Yeah, that's not acceptable. And also, why are we sexualizing these little innocent things? Oh, god damn it. Literally everything is sexualized. Yeah, now you, I just you can blame look at for that. Fall Guys as like a giant orgy. We can end this show. Uh, let's <laughs> move on to plus oh real quick um uh the nintendo uh indie uh indie world showcase Um, oh shit we yeah we got derailed with so much bullshit (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah this was uh nintendo did a small showcase they're doing the mini conferences now instead of like the big e3 ones and they just do them at their own pace now which nintendo is big enough where they can do that and so far every showcase has just been people bitching about smash and why isn't there more updates for smash to which i say Shut the fuck up. Yeah. There's people complaining of, like the last showcase were like, oh, they didn't even talk about Smash. How disappointing. It's like, get the fuck over yourselves. There's other things that sm- like I'm so <laughs> disgusted by people. Like, I get the meme of it. Don't be as legitimate about it. Don't take it right. seriously. Um anyway, the Indie World Showcase, I've I've been following the Indie World like Twitter account because they just yeah, it's just indie games on the Switch and it's great. The Switch has become a fantastic machine for them. Um so, just a quick recap of the showcase, in case anyone missed it. Uh, they announced Hades coming to the Switch, which perfectly makes sense. That was bound to happen. Everyone knew that. It was going to happen eventually. Um, but they also gave, like, it's going to come out with the uh, 01 full release of Hades, which is sometime this year, sometime in the fall. Okay. So, super excited about that. And they revealed it with this gorgeous-ass trailer. Uh, then they did Spiritfarer, and then they announced, hey, Spiritfarer's out right now. And it's like, oh, fuck! Hell yeah. That's why I ran to Steam. Like, I stopped all the work I was doing that day and just downloaded it right away. Um, there's a little, like, top-down town RPG where you're at the beach and everyone's, like, frogs and your fruits and vegetables, like, people. So you're, it's called Garden Story and you're a little grape. So that seems fun. What the fuck? Uh, Subnautica is getting uh, some updates. So anyone who's a Subnautica fan, looks like there's a either a sequel or some DLC for it. Uh, but big expansion. Then there's this weird little, like, claymation-esque game where you're a game developer building a game for his younger brother, and then you play the game he's making called Takeshi and Hiroshi. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, Then there's uh, Raji, which is a a game based in, like, 
fantasy mythological India with like a lot of uh, Indian like folklore and stuff tied into it. And it looks gorgeous and it's made by an Indian team. So like it's a real like uh, heartfelt dedicated game from them. Uh, so it looks interest really interesting. One game I think is going to get a lot of people's attention and I can find almost nothing about it besides this indie showcase, which is upsetting. Uh, but it's called Bear and Breakfast. Where you're bear just a bear at breakfast? Bear and Breakfast. Okay. Where you're just a bear named Hank, and you run a bed and breakfast. That's and it cool. it looks precious as shit. That's, I mean, conceptually amazing. But also, I looked up Garden Story, and I haven't been this excited about a video game in a long time. This looks so cute. I love the art. Yeah, it's like pixel art and stuff, and it's top-down. It's very old-school. Not old-school, but it's very cute in that old-style format. Uh, but yeah, Bear and, Bear and Breakfast feel like it's going to be right up there with the uh, Stardew Valley audience and stuff. Like, And I love the art style of Bear and Breakfast. It's really, it's got the thick line, like cartoon style to it. It's thick um, with two Cs. Thick! Uh, and then, yeah, there's just a few others. Uh, Torchlight with three, but yeah, that's a big enough game. Uh, Evergate seems really cool. Um, it's got a very Ori and the Blind Forest uh, feel to it with their okay. mascot and platforming. Um, Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game. That's also getting co-op. Oh, shit. Really? Got a second I, goose now. That's right. I did see that going around. Okay. Yeah, they dropped that at the end. They just had like some honking coming out at the end. They're like, uh-oh. And yeah, it's like a goose with like a horn, horn bill on it or something. So yeah, you can just double the chaos. Double the fun. Nice. So yeah, if you like indie games and you like Switch, make sure to be following the Indie World uh, you know, Twitter account and stuff for all those updates because they got a lot of good games coming. Hell yeah, that sounds like it. Yep. Sick, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, let's do plugs. Uh, where can our listeners find you and any other podcasts that you do? Find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. It stands for the title of this show. And uh, it's mostly me just retweeting absolute nonsense and my podcast called Are We There Yet? Where we watch anime movies and you know, give a quick synopsis of it and our opinions on it. And it's it's every other group of white people talking about something they've watched on the internet. It's every other podcast. Yeah. Um, but we have fun doing it. And that's mostly the only reason why we do it. That's the uh, point of it all. We did recently, we did Bo 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 Bo, which is a horrid show from the you know mid 2000s. Uh, then we did the 100th, epi- 100th episode. Where yeah, that we, was a blast. We wrote an anime trailer. Basically, we came up with like a concept for an anime. We wrote like a script for it, and then we recorded a trailer with some of the voice actors we've had on. That was uh, so cool at episodes. the end. Oh man, yeah. So that was really fun. It ended up just being like, it ended up just being an anime about Hagrid from Harry Potter. Like if you were just the groundskeeper at like a fantasy world taking care of fantasy animals. That's what I mean. I wasn't even mad. I'm like, you fucking geniuses. <laughs> like we wrote it. We're like, this is silly, but it's like, but we'd also watch this. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Give me Zoo Tycoon with mythical creatures. Like, that's all I ask from a video game. Uh, and then for our 100th and 1 episode, since we did that for the 100th, we wanted something special for 101 episode. Uh, so we did Bleach. Get ready for that one. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Wow. I, I brought my friend on who likes Bleach, and then me, who notoriously hates Bleach. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm tempted to Would start rather a new drink it. I'm tempted to start a new podcast just with her called Drinking Bleach, where we just <laughs> scream about Bleach for an hour and a half every week. Oh, God, do it. Why not? What Fucking why not? We're in quarantine. We got nothing else to do. Hell yeah. The world needs more podcasts. No, I'm trolling. Yeah. Uh, listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence, uh, specifically Twitch. That's all we care about anymore. Uh, but <laughs> We're yeah. trying playing a shitload of games variety uh yeah maybe you catch a music stream who knows uh we'll see what's going on there and i wrote a record label it's missedoutrecords.com uh holy fuck it's our two-year anniversary hold on is that that's literally next week uh and a day away so yeah i'm trying to have some really cool shit happening for that so uh bundles and uh, like actually super rare bundles last uh editions of things and i have this one i'll just say it now because nobody that's in the record label community is listening to this probably (laughs) but there's this uh 
artist, a math rock artist from Japan. I probably am going to butcher the name, but I'm pretty sure it's just Wazakana. And they Wazakana. completely blow my mind on guitar. And there's actually some like vocals where it gives it like a J pop feel. Uh, check out Wazakana's Bandcamp, but also, yeah, I'm releasing all three of their available EPs as a very special. Uh, packaged deal where you get three cassettes in one case. It's a very sp- strange case. And then, yeah, it's it's going to be a super unique uh, special thing that there's only going to be 10 of them available. So that's going to be available on our two-year anniversary. So that's something to look forward to. But yeah, Missed Out Records, it's been a lot of fun and excited to see where it goes. But oh my God, it's also a huge headache. I'm like running out <laughs> of steam, but I've done so much. I'm almost at my 100th release. It's pretty wild. Yeah, get that exclusive for sure but uh that's gonna do it for this week we'll be back next time maybe even with matt basta we'll see <laughs> no promises no not at all but uh <laughs> thanks for listening see you guys see you